Welcome to the Liberty Room. That's right, the Liberty Room, where conservatives can speak their minds with all the freedoms guaranteed by our beloved Constitution. The Liberty Room with me, the one, the only, the Jim Wood. And then sitting next to me, my friend, my brother, my fellow American red, white, and blue patriot, that high-flying, tall drinker, how do you do, Dwight? So for the next hour or so, strap in, hold on, but don't hold back when you're hanging with us in the Liberty Room. Late night in the studio. Oh, yeah, man. It's almost like having a sleepover. (laughs) (laughs) Do grownups have sleepovers? Actually, yeah. Do they? Yeah, I was friends with a couple. Um, (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. This is still a family show now. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously. All right. Um, They had kids. We had kids. And so um, we'd get their kids together at one of our houses. Mm -hmm. And then things would just get late. And they'd be like, oh, you all want to stay over? And so, you know, we'd give them the the living room and their kids be my kids' rooms. Gotcha. My wife and I have our own room. So Uh totally separated. Sure. It worked that well. Yeah. Oh. So it does happen. Well, let's start off. Before we get any deeper. We should welcome people. Welcome, everybody, to the Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight. The smooth sound of voices <laughs> tickling your eardrum. This time of night, it should be the smooth sounds. Because we are recording late. Very late. We are. But that's what that's the, 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 the limits we will go. For you. Make sure to put out, we put out a quality product for our friends and fans. But we want to welcome all of you. Whether you like us, whether you hate us, we want to welcome all <laughs> of you right. to the Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight this week, this week's podcast, where you're going to sit and hear us ramble on for a while. Don't forget that you can share this podcast through our website, thelibertyroom.com. That way you can hook up with any of your favorite podcast provider, no matter who that may be, be it Anchor, CastBox. I'm going to go with the other ones first because they, they feel like they're always left out at the end of the row. Or the ones that you might forget, get them out of the way now. Yeah, well, whichever, but yeah. we're, we're, we're appreciative of all of our partners sure. in this podcast. Anchor, uh, po- uh, Anchor, uh, uh, what was I saying? Oh, CastBox. Castbox. Yeah, don't forget that we're also on Google Podcasts, mm-hmm. on Spotify, mm-hmm. on Apple. Mm-hmm. Overcast. Overcast. Yep. And iHeartRadio. Yes, sir. So uh, we're happy to be a, a partner with all these folks who put out... The ramblings of uh, me and my brother Dwight over here um, through the Liberty Room and our conservative conversations. Very so, conservative. Thank you all. Thank you all for joining in. So now i got to tell the story. All <laughs> yes, right? please do. Because uh, a regular uh, uh, guest on Wednesdays with Jim. What show was that? That would be Wednesdays with Jim. Was that the one that would, that preceded this podcast recording? Uh, for this week, yes. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah. Yes, Wednesdays I'm... with Jim every Wednesday night. Uh, broadcast simulcast across Ooh. five. That's right, five. One, two, three, four, five. Count them, five different social media platforms. Was it Sesame Street? Count them, five. One. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> two. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, you can tell it's late. Um, you can get us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Telegram. Um, and he's a Dave is a is a regular on uh, 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 visitor, a regular mm-hmm. on Wednesday nights on the Wednesdays with Jim show. He, he haunts the show from yeah. Oregon. <laughs> Uh, from way out in the nether regions of Oregon, uh, giving us live reports and uh, and on some occasions has given us a lot of video and such from uh, Portland, the the war zone that is Portland, Oregon. 
Um, he is on the the right coast, the east coast of these here United States, and came to the studio to visit and hang out with us for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got uh, got carried away telling stories and such. So it's a late night in the studio tonight. So it's hard to tell what's going to be. Oh yeah, what's going to be said, done, or uh, and some of you may not be able to comprehend what we're even talking about. It might not even be. Um, do they ever comprehend what we're talking about? Well, some do, but some okay. They're all like us, so I guess it doesn't matter. We're just going to ramble on together. <laughs> That's right, ramble on. Although I will say, yes, it was great to meet Dave finally. Yeah, heard a lot of good things about him oh, that yeah. you shared. And, <laughs> um, the stories are hilarious, and, uh, but it, it, we've got so many of them. I'll tell you, many years that man's been my friend. Oh yeah, I mean, I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell. so it was de- it's definitely worth the uh, the wait to do our podcast late. But uh, no, yeah. it was great to meet him in person. Met and, him. And- he met his, his wife, wife and, 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 and three sons and, yeah. and three boys from nine to 22. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. The Trenton, the 22 year old. I remember when he was born. I was there the day he was born. It's so weird. It's because you're old. Yeah, I know. The doctor told me that last week and I think he was crazy. Too. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> but you know, Dave's youngest son is like, you know, six foot three. Yeah. Tucker. Yeah. At nine years old. Yeah. You know, I thought my daughter, Bella, was tall. And Bella yeah. is tall for her age compared to yeah. most girls around. No, his <laughs> okay. younger son, oh my goodness. He's not six foot three yet, but he's 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 big for his age. He, he is. is. And he's oh, yeah. a hell of a little athlete. All three of them are good athletes. Um, Hunter, the uh, the middle one, just graduated from high school. Um, yeah, matter of fact, I'm, I've got his uh, graduation announcement hanging in on the refrigerator. Because wow. that's what you do with family. So That's uh, right. So it was great getting to hang out with them and seeing them. Great seeing you get to finally put a face with some of the stories mm-hmm. and uh, right. add a few more stories to the repertoire. And and you're probably going to go home a little scarred and shocked after some of the things you heard, but that's all right. I won't think anything different of you. Yeah, well, it wouldn't do you any good. It wouldn't, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving right along. So what what are we talking about this week, Mr. Williams? Well, you know, I, I think uh, – this evening when you were t- uh, talking on Wednesdays with Jim at yes. 8 o'clock yes. on Facebook yes, and YouTube. Yes. I was watching on YouTube. And Twitter and Twitch. And, and Telegram. Telegram. Yes. Yes. Um, anyway, so I was watching on YouTube. I comment on Facebook just because I can. Okay. I got multiple things. And you should because it's America. Oh, yeah. My 65-inch TV had YouTube up. <laughs> so I got you up there and everyone's comments. I'm on my yeah. phone. I'm I'm also doing multitasking because, yeah. you know, I've got I to gotta fly later on today. So yeah. tomorrow, whatever. You better go rest your arms up. Um, a lot of flapping. A lot of flapping. Yeah, yeah. a lot of flapping. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you were you were talking tonight about um, the 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 lunatic liberal uh, logic yeah. of the left. Yes. Um, especially that professor yeah. uh, that was uh, in in a Senate hearing with Senator Josh Hawley from I think Missouri is where he's from. Well, there was a lot of talk about Missouri because uh, a congresswoman from Missouri was preaching kind of the same stuff. Uh, Missouri is really kind of. Um, Bubbling up with controversy lately. Aren't they one of the first states that when uh, the Supreme Court overruled Roe v. Wade, mm-hmm. I think Missouri was one of the first that they had the, the law that went into effect. The trigger law. Trigger yeah. law, yeah. banning abortion, but then it was yeah. over or it was delayed or delayed. stayed. Yeah, uh, yeah. A federal judge. By a judge. Put a injunction yeah. on it or whatever they call it. So, yeah, they've been in the news quite yeah. a bit as of late. Yeah. I'm also Columbia School District in Missouri, also Missouri, as Missouri. they call it out there, Missouri. Yeah. 
I don't want to offend any of our friends in Missouri. That's right. All right. But here in Virginia, we call it Missouri. All right. There's an uh, I at the end. There is an I Missouri. at the end. Yeah. So. Missouri. Um, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's getting kind of misery because uh, Columbia School District in uh, Missouri out there has um, put up a $10,000 grant to create a closet. Yeah, a closet. Uh, I, I, here's irony for you. Um where $8,000 of that $10,000 grant goes to clothing. Um, $1,000 of it goes to the closet itself. $500 goes to makeup. And another $500 actually goes for the maintenance of this closet in order to help transgender, underage, transgender children have a place to where they can change into clothes and makeup that make them feel comfortable when they're at school so they don't have to tell their parents. And this is happening in Missouri. This has happened in the Columbia School District in Missouri, where they are helping underage minors keep secrets from their legal parental units or legal guardian units. You mean they're they're they're, they're birthing units? They're birthing units. That's exactly yeah, what it yeah, is. Yeah, they're birthing. Units. Yeah, they're keeping they're keeping us trying to help the kids keep secrets from their parents and using their parents' taxpayer money to fund it. Okay, so when I was these kids' age, I wanted to be a pirate. Okay. And I'm pretty sure my the parents... The Dread Pirate Roberts. Yes, the Black yes. Dread Pirate Roberts. Well, there were several. I mean, there could but, have been a black one. No, there was. That was going to be me. I've got a complete confidence in you. You make a great pirate. They are <laughs> Shiver me timbers. All right, moving along. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to be a pirate. So does that mean that, you know... My parents never would have allowed me to cut off my leg and give my give me a wooden leg, <laughs> wear an eye patch, and sail the seven seas on a you know on a in a rowboat. It, it, it was not going to happen. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, so these kids have no idea. They don't. I mean, they 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 they, they, they were just potty trained like uh, several years before, and we're yeah. here. We are allowing them to change their gender. Allowing them to try to explore other sexualities. Not allowing. Encouraging. encouraging. Thank you. Encouraging. Encouraging yes. is what they're doing. And and encouraging them to do so is, you know, they're a job of a teacher is to help mold a young mind into a be, a person who is better for the future. To mm-hmm. help teach them that reading, writing, arithmetic, some of that 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 uh, critical thinking as far as how to put tab A into slot B, how to be an engineer, how to be an architect, how to be, you know, guide them along the path to along in a partnership in a way mm-hmm. with the parents. The parents has the moral right, the moral say so, and, and to help develop the character of their child. The teacher's job is for education, reading, writing, arithmetic, algebra, uh, geography, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the fact is they're taking advantage of this malleable young mind that's being formed and they're deforming it. Sure. And they're doing it in secret behind the parents' back and laughing about it because the parents are paying the bill. Yeah. Well, they're doing it behind the parents' back because I think with most parents, if, if my kid came to me, if my son came to me and said, Dave, I feel like a girl today, I'm probably... Going to take away his phone, <laughs> his internet privileges. Oh, you're such a tyrant. In his room. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. thing is that parents are not going to stand for that stuff. Yeah. Most won't. Most yeah. of us understand that, okay, kid, look, you may be feeling girly because you were watching, I don't know, Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Okay. With your mom all day long. That might be why. Never okay. 
I want you to go watch Terminator one, two, and three. Okay. <laughs> Follow it up with, you know, um, predator and then come back and talk to me. Tell me how you feel after that. Yeah. But that's the thing is that parent, most parents are not going to allow their kids to do that because they understand that the kid has no idea what's going on. Yeah. And the, the kid's too young to make those kind of decisions. Yeah. Um, but you know, I agree with you the, 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 you know, teachers are there for the, for the three R's. Sure. Reading, writing, arithmetic. Well, you know, how that, on, go ahead. The three R's. You just went right by that. Reading, one. writing, arithmetic. The three R's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're saying. It was a joke. But I got it. You didn't laugh. Because I've heard it a million times before. Okay. I'm trying to be funny at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it didn't work. <laughs> oh, that was a little over the mark. Anyway, no, but how on earth are we going to be able to um, to get things reined in, get things in control when you have adults, adults who are also... A, a law professor at the University of California who sits in a senatorial meeting mm-hmm. and berates a, a sitting U.S. senator because he, he's transphobic. Why? Because he doesn't agree with her that men can have babies. Well, it's also because you know, he asked the question, can a man have a baby? And now he's transphobic. He, yeah. That's a simple question. You know, it, what is a woman? Can only a woman have a baby? I mean, is, is, how is he I, being transphobic? I can answer that question. Go ahead. No, a man cannot have a baby. What about a transitioning one? Doesn't matter. 10,000 years from now, when that archaeologist digs up those bones, when that archaeologist puts all those bones together and what raggedy dress is left over, <laughs> or, or what raggedy uh, 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 what's uh, suit from Barney's or... Uh, jeans and, and whatever, man-type clothes it has wrapped around its bones, it doesn't matter because when that archaeologist tests the DNA of those bones in that bone marrow, it's going to come back female. So there's there's no gay gene? No. I'm just asking the question. No, there is no gay gene. None. You're not going to call me transphobic No. I ask the question? I, no, I'm, well, I don't know, the what was her name to the California University of California law professor Kieran or something like that? Uh, Kiara Bridges. K H I A R A. Kiara Bridges. Can't see. Can't parents name their kids a right name? <laughs> like give her a name. I don't know. Anna or June, but no Kiara. Yeah. Okay. So Sorry, either on. way, Kiara Bridges who not only is a college graduate, she managed to get a degree. How? She is not only a college graduate, but she is a, a professor at a law school. Granted, it's in California. How? But she is arguing before the Senate committee right now about men having babies. She might need to learn to follow the science. There was this thing several <laughs> years ago where... <laughs> I think it was during COVID where they said we had to follow the science because yeah. the science doesn't lie. Well, and it's settled. It only it only doesn't lie when it fits their agenda and completes their argument, or they think it completes their argument. But if you're part of the board of regents or the board of trustees or whatever governs the University of California, and you see somebody representing your school in front of the United States Senate, where Cameras are watching, and people of a certain level—you maybe, maybe not—but a certain level of intelligence 
are sitting there trying to have some sort of conversation, and she comes out with the argument that the senator is transphobic because he does not believe that men can have babies. She needs to find other employment other than educating other people. Did, did you hear her her response when um, when Senator Hawley asked her? I, and I, I remember I can't remember the exact question. But it was something to the, to, to, to the effect of, um, "Can a woman get pregnant?" And her response was, "Well, if you are a a um, a, a baby capable." person <laughs> a birthing person okay no but what she used was capable 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 all right well okay. that would be a female that and would so be a woman basically holly was like well you didn't answer the question yeah do you think that a woman can ha- can can give you know can have up can uh, can get pregnant only get pregnant yeah and she kept on saying that and eventually she came out and said well i'm actually answering the question that in my mind i'm more interested in that, that was her answer. So she's talking to the voices in her head while there's a hearing going Pretty on. much. Gotcha. What Holly Schiff said was, well, okay, so in your classroom, if you give an assignment to a student, yeah, okay, like draw a dinosaur, and he comes back and he draws a hippopotamus because he feels that he's more interested in that, <laughs> does that mean he passes? Because that's, exa- that's exactly what you're saying, what you're doing here. You're not answering the question. Yeah. Because they don't, they, this whole woke agenda... Based, based on their common core math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Draw a square here, put a bunch of dots in it. Yeah. Count all the circles. Yeah. Um, but no, th- th- this whole woke agenda is all about brainwashing our children. Yeah. And if you notice, it's, it's definitely in the education system. Not, not oh, yeah. just at elementary school, but okay, here you are, a woman who's a professor. Yeah. In higher education, she should be teaching people how to think, not what to think. Well, on the Jesse Kelly show this week... Um, and I don't know if anybody watches Jesse Kelly show or listens. He's on, uh, one of the internet web shows as well, but he's a syndicated, uh, talk show host, um, conservative, of course. Um, but he had a video on, um, of a young lady who was, uh, in the teaching profession and she was going into great detail. Now this was a TikTok video where she's talking about how much, why she got into the teaching profession. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't for the love of the children. It wasn't to create a better society. It wasn't to um, help mold uh, and educate the young minds of children. No, it was because um, that she wanted to help promote the socialism in America. And that she found out that when you know she felt this way, that she had socialist beliefs, she joined the Democrat Socialist Party in her state. Oh, really? And she, one of the things she was really surprised about is how many other teachers were already members of the party. <laughs> and at one point, she even referred to them as comrade. No my way. comrade. All right? And she kept talking about how this was the plan from the beginning. It's got to the point now where they don't care. They talk about it openly, and it's becoming more and more open about it. She referred to the other teachers as part of the Democrat Socialist Party, and that's what it's called, mm-hmm. as comrades. And how socialism needs to be embedded in all of our schools with or without parents' permission. Yeah. I can believe it. You know, and Jesse's he's kinda like me. He's a sharp tongued old conservative who uh, you know, has got a got a resume that allows him to say what he wants to, just the way I feel mine is. And uh he had some choice comments, you know, and I I don't I don't know that I could have been as 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 reserved as Jesse was and 
uh, to listen to what's going on. It, it proves the things we've talked about, the the, the two-part special we did some time ago, mm-hmm. uh, the, the things that we've talked about on a regular basis with our guests like uh, uh, Morgan McCown, uh, when she came on and talked about CRT in schools, um, this is an indoctrination. And now it is to the point to where it is it is put right out there in your face. This is what you're, we're going to do, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Glenn Beck talked about this morning, the arrogance mm-hmm. of the Democrat Party will kill them. Yeah, I heard that. Their own arrogance will defeat them eventually. And I'm, I'm, I, 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 I kind of believe it to an extent, but, you know, well, Glenn we Beck, have to be here to help along. Glenn Beck's point, because I heard the same thing he, he talked about, yeah. was that he, for many years, he wanted to, to call them out. He wanted to help them. Destroy themselves. Yeah. When all he had to do was just sit back and wait. Yeah. And, and and I agree with him. I think their arrogance will be their undoing. But the reason I think that they're so arrogant right now is because they've 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 had all the time in the world to take over all the industries. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to our, our discussion on on the school system. Yeah. Since the nineteen twenties under John Dewey. Yeah. Not Milton Dewey. Not Milton. Milton's a good dude. He's a good dude. But John, John Dewey, Dewey, not so much. No, he's a horrible guy. Yeah, comrade. Um, <laughs> he was. Um, but you, you got that. You've got them. You know, they, they're in the higher education. They've been, They're now infiltrating industry, uh, different. Uh, you know, companies. Yeah. You know, Starbucks is one big one. Oh, you absolutely. Know, uh, Disney's another one. Yeah. You know, we went to see the. Well, we saw the the new Marvel movie uh, Thor with you. Yeah. And uh, it was a funny movie. Yeah. Kind of fun. Um, Added spots in it. It has its 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 woke agenda. Yeah. Here I am. T- now, luckily, my kids, I think they they kind of missed all the different little innuendos that were there. Yeah. I sure caught them. Oh I'm yeah. I'm sure you did. Oh yeah. You know, here this is this is, and I understand that the Marvel movies, for example, are not necessarily for children. They're kind of for a mix. They are. Yeah. But it's Disney. Yeah. Disney. Your whole job from the very beginning was to entertain kids. Well, it doesn't matter if you ever go on the Disney Channel. I don't know if you have the streaming Disney Channel. I don't know. But if you do, if you ever go on there, um, you know they've got a banner across the top which has probably eight or ten of their highlighted features that they have. The mm-hmm. other day or during the month of June, during Pride Month. Half of them were about uh, gay kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's just promoting it. We want to feel make everybody feel inclusive. Um, that's not being inclusive. That's indoctrination. It is. It is. And, and but, but again, they've infiltrated everything. I'll get religious for a second. They've infiltrated the church. Sure they have. You know. Um, I had this conversation with a friend today. You know, I my wife and I are, are we're kind of, we we've been attending some churches with some friends because we have, we like to worship with other people sometimes, people we haven't we haven't seen in a while, and um, you know one of my things is I just do not care for churches that allow liberalism, you know, in the pulpit. Yeah, you know when you've got pastors who will read one verse, uh-huh. preach a forty five minute sermon on that one verse, uh-huh. and half the sermon is about five different stories that they want to tell. Yeah. You know, or they want to remind you where they went to school or what they've done in their career. No. My point is that liberalism is everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Wokeism is everywhere. It, and, and that's why they're so arrogant because they know that there's no reason to hide anymore. No. We're, we're, remember the statement, we're here and we're queer? That's exactly what they think well, right now. They have worked their plan the way they wanted to work their plan. Exactly. And now they're, they're at the jump off point. Yeah, you know, and and when you talk about it, the the liberalism is not, um, you know, socially, um, 
you know, it, it's not the point to where, you know, people just get out and do what they want to do. No, this has a whole different backing behind it. Mm-hmm. This, this uh, 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 source of liberalism is not what, um, it's not the hippies and the free love. Right. You know, it's, it's not that type of, of protesting the Vietnam War. No, this has moved into um, exactly what uh, Marx and Lenin and, and, and the Russian leaders wanted to do in order. They knew. They told everybody. They laid the plan out, and they are working the plan. Even after they're dead and gone, mm-hmm. that plan has continued to work in our country because it's turned into socialism. Yeah. This is not a hippie movement. This is uh, this is not what liberalism used to be. This is socialism. Yeah. And you know, and I, I'll, I'll go back to um, you know the Jesse Kelly show a couple of weeks ago. He made a comment, and I, I'm not you know singing praises and, and worshiping at the altar of Jesse Kelly. It just happened. There's two two things that he did that that stuck out to me this week. But he talked about it. He said, "I am no longer backing down from these these communists." He said, "This is they've telling us what they're doing. This is what it is. This is not liberalism. This is not, um, you know, this is not what our parents thought of of liberalism. This is a full on takeover of our government. This is the, the under all under the umbrella of communism, and this is the direction that America is going unless we do something about it. One of the things about do, one of the things to do is to call it out when you see it. It is not hypocritical because somebody said, you know." Because AOC said you must wear a mask, and then she goes out and partying in Miami without her mask on. Mm-hmm. This is not, um, you know, Nancy Pelosi telling you don't drink and drive, and then her husband gets a DUI. You know, it's none of that stuff. This that is not hypoc- being hypocritical. That is being an elite communist, and that is exactly what their plan is because they can lie to you all they want in order to uh, complete their agenda. That's what's happening. Well, for them, the end justifies the means. Absolutely, right? it doesn't matter what it takes to get there. As long as they get to the end goal, and you know it, it's it that process is very chaotic. Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking the other day back to the whole about liberalism. You go back to the days of JFK. And this is yeah. be- well before my time, but from what I've read about him, what I've studied about him, and I know about people that grew up in that time, most liberals back then were not the same as liberals today. No, no. And, and I, I would dare to say you've they were almost acting like conservatives back then. Well, liberal is more of a social thing than a, a political agenda. Sure, exactly. Yeah. Today, it is a political agenda. Yeah. It was designed to be chaotic. Desi- yep. And, you know, here's a headline off Newsmax, okay? Maryland police enforcing protest laws after disturbances at justices' homes. So here oh, we are. Here we, we have go. Supreme Court of the United States. Our, our justices have had their homes, basically, their families harassed. Yep. By protesters, which is an, it's illegal to do that. Okay, nobody's been holding these protesters accountable no. for their actions at all. We're t- we're turning this country into a kangaroo state or, or uh, um, into a uh, banana banana republic. Banana republic. Yeah. Okay. Um, look down in Mexico. You've got judges that get targeted by the cartels, by people for the for the votes they take, the decisions they make. We're becoming the same way here, but that's that's all a part of the liberal agenda. It's all a part of their socialist agenda because yeah. look, if they can create chaos and that's what they're doing, which is what they're doing. Okay. Yep. It's going to separate the masses from the, the masses from the elites. Yep. Okay. So you're going to have your AOCs at the top. You have a wide, wide gulf between her and where the rest of the masses are. Sure. And, and basically we're going to be looking to them to solve the chaotic problem. The problem they started 
Well, they don't want it. They're they're not going to solve anything. That's that's no, why I say we think they we we well, we look to them to solve it. We look we look to them, but that's the problem. We got to quit looking at them to solve anything. Right. You know, because that's that that chaos is exactly what they're what they're what they're biting for. Um, you know, that, that sleepy Joe. Mm-hmm. You know, go out and pro peacefully protest. You know, old Pete Buttplug or what's his name again? <laughs> I always get it wrong. I always um, say it wrong. That would be a Buddha judge. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, he said the same thing. Go out and peacefully protest. Yeah. You know, it's right. It's all right to go out and peace. Listen, they know that if they stir enough people up, it's not all going to be peaceful. And we found that out when the California guy came up there trying uh, with the plans to kill uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. So they know if they if they gin up enough uh, 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 enough angst amongst this this rowdy socialist far left liberal lunatics that it it they can't walk away and throw their hands in there and say well we didn't tell them to do it you know that when you start pushing those people they're 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 only going to be pushed so far because they're not that far away from the edge to begin with sure I mean look at like uh, uh, what's his name uh, Schumer. Okay, mm. so there's video of of Chuck Schumer, or as as Rush would call him, Chuck U. Schumer. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Cheshire Cat, as I call him, is what he looks like with that smile of his, yeah. so deceptive. But there's video of the him. Joker. Yeah, exactly. Right. There's video of him telling the Supreme Court justices that we will come after you. Yeah. You know. So yeah. here we are. We have a sitting U.S. senator who is actively threatening the Supreme Court of the United States. Yeah. There's conservatives on there. Yep. And nothing happens. Yeah. Now, let's say Trump were to come out and say something about Sotomayor. How about uh, uh, Kentaji Brown Jackson? How about Elena Kagan? Yeah. They would be all over him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it is nothing but a continuous whirlwind of chaos. And that's, yeah. that's, you know, that's kind of what we talked about on the, on the Wednesday show this week is, how this keeps everybody fighting amongst themselves so they continue to keep gaining ground yep. um, at, when they're at that uh, top level of government or those uh, upper upper levels of government. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, from the fact of just, you know, what we've talked about in the past, the breakdown of the family, um, how they have applauded and pushed for the issue of, you know, a lot of uh, single-parent homes. Yeah. You know, where they don't hold a, a, a grown man to his responsibilities. You know, I, I when I was young, I used to say that the perfect job for me was to be able be able, be paid to hunt down deadbeat dads. You know, to me, that's that is the one of the most disgraceful, um, dishonorable thing that you could do mm-hmm. is walk away from your children, right? And feel no remorse about it whatsoever. You know, so the breakdown of the family has been coming a long time. Um, you know, on the on the Wednesday show, we talked about that. We talked about Margaret Sanger, you know, which we've talked about many times with Planned Parenthood. Oh, she was a lovely lady. Oh, yeah. She was a lovely lady who wanted to kill minorities. Oh, you got it all wrong. No, oh, she, do I? She wanted to help minorities uh, get to heaven a lot faster. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, I guess yeah. it's all about perspective, right? It is, yeah. 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 No, well, you know, they put those they put those Planned Parenthood offices and establishments in minority neighborhoods, in areas. And then it goes back to, you know, what does the government say when Roe v. Wade is turned over? It's an attack on women's health care. Well, really, if it's really about uh, women's health care, why don't they go to Planned Parenthood? Oh, wait a minute, because Planned Parenthood isn't worried about women's health care. The only thing they worry about is killing babies. Yeah. 
You know, so this this whole chaos that they introduced to everything, and you know, it, it, where we started at, you know, where direction we started when we first started tonight was, um, you know, the birthing person. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, uh, I found a thing and I, I was explaining it on the Wednesday show. Um, there are basically two different meanings of birthing person that has been used throughout history, and a lot of it there are several. Uh, denominations of of religion that refers to a birthing person as somebody who is born again. The born again religions, where you can be born again and, and wash away your sins. Um, you know there there is a reference to birthing persons in that context. But the other context that they talk about birthing persons is more of a a mytholo- mythological spiritual thing. You know, and where a spirit can give birth to something. It's it's all it's all all a myth. It's mythological. It's not real. Mm-hmm. So now they're using a term that is that is a myth that is used in context with um, fantasy that never happens in order to help demean the most stable part of any family or the most stable part of, of continued life in our world, and that's the mom. I've heard that term before. The mom? Yeah. Mom, yeah. That's usually the... Female gender who gives birth to the child. Are we still allowed to use that term, Mom? Um, I will. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Uh, nobody's going to tell me I can't. Um, but yeah, I mean, what they're doing is is they're continue, they're breaking down all aspects of the family. And where does that fall in line with? Well, we've talked about it. It's, it's on record in the archives where in 1963, the United States Congress compiled a list of the 45 things for a full communist takeover of the United States. Mm-hmm. And now, if you want to read that or read a version of that, that you can almost tell um, basic category by category of what they wanted to do, you can find that under the uh, Agenda 2030 on the United Nations website. Right. So the chaos of birthing persons, of talking about men having babies, uh, and, uh, getting into the schools, getting into the churches, getting into the workplace, taking over the media... It's all there. It's right in front of our face. And we better be ready to combat it because if we don't, um, it will consume us. See, I don't, I don't know if we're ready to fight it, though. You know, there's a part of me that looks at our country and says, well, you know, um, there, there is a handful of people like yourself, myself, who are patriots. You know, I can myself, I, mean, I didn't serve in combat like you did, but I feel like I'm a patriot how I've supported our military, how mm-hmm. I support my country, how I, I, I will... If, if this country were to, if we were to go to war for this country again, and I could serve, I, I would love to, I would do it. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a handful of us that would, that do want to fight to see things change and things get better. Yeah. I wonder about the vast majority of, of, of Americans, if they really want to, because just look at your typical election day, right? So your typical president wins by what? 55% of the vote tops? Yeah, maybe. 55, 45-ish, yeah. okay. In some cases, it's a lot closer. Yeah. A heck of a lot closer. Yeah. Um, what I'm getting at is that we are so split as a country. I don't really truly think that people know what they want. You know, I, I made that comment uh, to a friend today. I said, you know, sometimes I'm kind of jealous of those people who just really don't pay attention. Yeah. They put head their head in the sand. Yeah, their head buried in the sand. You know, I, I've got a friend who, you know, his whole world's his family. And that's great. Mm-hmm. 
you know, um, kids, grandkids, weekends, they go to the lake, you know, they, they, they enjoy their life, you know, and sometimes I'm kind of jealous of that because I, I kind of wish sometimes I could be that way, but I can't because I look at that guy's grandkids. Mm-hmm. I look at my buddy Dave that came in here tonight with his three sons and you think about the families they're going to have. And you think about exactly what, what, is, what kind of legacy are we going to leave those people? Yeah. Because if we don't do what's right now, there is a, there is a possibility they can be enslaved later. Yeah. I'm not, in chains or out of chains, enslaved takes a lot of different uh, definitions. Sure. But their life will be nothing than what, what ours was, mine was, my parents were. Your parents, you know, mm-hmm. good and bad, it's going to be worse later down the road. Well, I think people also are trying to find too many excuses not to do things. They are. You know, again, yeah, have your head buried in the sand. That That's just kind of, it's kind of fun because like, okay, I got no, nothing. I'm not responsible for anything. I don't have to worry about anything. Right. What, I, you know, everything's out of my control. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter what I think. My vote doesn't count. Vote doesn't count. Yeah. You know, and, and, and there, to, you know, people, you know, I, I get this a lot in our, in our, in committees that I'm a part of with, within our party and yeah. people, a lot of people I talk to, not, not within our committee, but other committees and the people, I, other, other Republicans and stuff. And the, the, the thing I get from people is that they'll say, well, I'm, I'm too busy. You know, I've, I've got this job I'm working or I'm raising two kids and well, okay. <laughs> you know, our founding fathers um, had families. They gave up everything. They gave up everything to secure the freedom that you and I enjoy today. Yeah. And there are those of us, yourself included, who are sacrificing so you can run for city council or my, my, my case, I'm, you know, the chairman of the local party, you know, I'll ask, ask people, Hey, can you do this for our committee? And the answer comes back, well, you know, I've, 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 I'm working a lot of hours. Okay. You know what I do for a living? Yeah. I'm on the road 130 nights a year. Yeah. A lot of those people just we, like to show up and bitch. Right. We all have responsibilities. We all work. We all are busy with stuff. But to me, it, it goes back to, and I love Star Trek, as you know, one of the uh, comments that um, was made in Star Trek five, um, right. which was, uh, it, it, it's uh, the final frontier. It's the movie where they're trying to find God. I've never heard of it. You never have? Star Trek? Star Trek. Yeah. Is that what you said? Trek. Star Trek. Okay. Not track. No, not track. No, track. T R E K. Never heard of it. Okay, well, you need you need to be a little more culture. We're gonna culture you. Oh, How, you, just as you've cultured me on music, I'm gonna culture you on Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah. So anyway, in Star Trek, may the force be with you. No, no, no. I have the force with me, so I don't really need that kind of culture. Yeah, you you do. You just don't know you, you need think it. so. Uh, yeah, I know so. Mm. Yeah. Let me keep. Let me let me talk. Okay, I'm sorry. Stop interrupting me, Star Wars <laughs> nut. <laughs> Okay, so after Star Trek Five, they were trying to find God. Star Trek Six came around, and um, you know the the crew's on the bridge of the uh, the new Enterprise, and uh, you know there's a new captain on the Enterprise. That's the starship. Okay, and whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, moving on. Um, the, the the navigator <laughs> is a woman. Who cares? Okay, we think she's a woman because that's what they identified as back then. Okay, and uh, her last name is Sulu. And if you know anything about Star Trek, the original crew had a Sulu as a navigator as well. Okay. Okay. Anyway, Kirk, the captain, is looking at her and wondering, well, when did when did his Sulu have time for a daughter? 
And uh, I believe it was Scotty who said, the engineer, who said to him, well, Captain, if it's important to you, you make the time. And, and you know, that phrase always stuck with me because yeah. if it's important to you, you make the time. Right. If it's not important to you, you don't. So if if living your life and, you know, and, and, and paying low taxes and paying low food prices and paying low gas, gas prices, if that is not a priority for you, stop complaining. Yeah. If it's important to you, get out and do something about it. But people don't want to do that. They figure, well, I'll cast a vote and I'll go home. Yeah, no. That's it. In this day and time, there's so much more to it. Yes, there is. So much more to it. I mean, the over the decades, over the generations, the government has grown to a size that is just monstrous. Um, and, and if you're not paying attention to what goes on, then you're really kind of wasting your vote. Yeah. You know, I've seen people walk up to the polls. Uh, what does this ordinance mean? What is this? They didn't, they don't do any, any, um, research prep or research whatsoever right. before they get there on election day, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you get people in the committees, you get people out at, at uh, events and they don't really know what's going on. They're just kind of following the crowd. I, I had a person, I will not name who that person is, but they would right before or right basically the night of election night before election day. It's back before the 45 days of early voting. This person would come to me and say, well, Dwight, how are you going to vote on this? What is it to you? Yeah. I, I've done my, re- look, I have no problem sharing with anyone how I'm going to vote. I yeah. don't. Okay. Yeah. I voted for Trump twice. Okay. I'll vote for who the Republican nominee is in 2024. You know, I'll, I'll vote yes on this proposition, no on that one. I, I don't, to me, it's, it, I'm an open book when it yeah. comes to politics, okay? Yeah. But if I know you're not doing your own homework, yeah. I'm not going to tell you. Because yeah. here's the deal. It should be your decision what you want to vote sure. and who you want to vote for. Sure. Don't vote for that person because I'm voting for him. Well, I got a feeling that, you know, the midterms are going to be a big, uh, a big turning point. Yes. I'm looking forward to it because, you know, the numbers came out this week. We are at 9.1% uh, in, uh, inflation. Yes. No, that's not. Yes. No, it's that's not. a great number, 9.1. No, it's not. It's a bad number. Oh, it is? It is a bad number. Oh, okay. Yeah. In December of 2020, uh, when we had a, a real businessman in the White House, you know, do you know what the inflation rate was? Negative 200. 1.4%. So it's like golf. The lower the number, the better. The lower the number, much the better. Okay. All right. We went within a, year's t- a year and a half's time. Each individual on average in the United States will pay nearly $6,000 more a year in order to uh, just have the fundamental basics uh, of survival. Of food, of fuel, of uh, of being able to pay your electric bill. Each family is going to pay, on average, almost $6,000 more a year. There's some families out there, $6,000 is the make or break. Sure. $6,000 is a a fortune to some people. $6,000 is a lot of money to anybody. I don't care if you're a billionaire or if you're on welfare. $6,000 $6,000 is still a significant amount of money. And now, because of the actions of who's in our White House and his followers and the people pushing the same agenda, I got a lot of things that a lot of them are, might be thinking about voting a little different. 
I was watching Fox News earlier, and they had a um, they were interviewing a, a a gentleman. I think he was in L.A. somewhere, and uh, he made a comment. And I'll say it right: he was a black dude. And I'll say it right now: most black people vote Democrat. And they're interviewing him. It was a very short clip, and basically they're asking him about the inflation. And he said that gas prices are so high. I mean, how can he go to work? He can't afford to have to to pay for gas. Yeah. One woman was interviewed. You know, she's now a vegan or a vegetarian, or whatever, doesn't, a vegan, doesn't eat meat because she can't afford to buy chicken at the store anymore. Doesn't eat anything okay. with a face that comes from anything with a face. Okay. Yeah. Great. That's good to well, know. Well, it's when David was here earlier, he was telling us about, you know, dealing with uh, some of the contractors out in Oregon that he works with that, you know, the painters. Yeah. The painters, the cost of paint has gone up so much that they've got guys who can't afford gas to get to the job mm-hmm. because they have to pay so much in paint now. Yeah. So it has an effect everywhere. It affects you no matter if it's at your job, at your school, as your family. It doesn't matter. It's going to affect you everywhere. 9.1%, that's astronomical. It's the highest it's been in almost 41 years. For most of us, it's the highest we've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen it. I think the number I heard was that back was in the 80s, late 70s. It was around, don't quote me, 12%. I mean, much higher. Yeah. But by the way, back this this black black dude they were interviewing basically said that, coming election time, he's no longer voting Democrat. He's gonna vote Republican. Yeah. Well, and that's a great idea, because obviously what we've got now doesn't work. Yeah. What we've got now, they're not even trying to fix it. No. The twelve percent, by the way, was right at the end of the Carter administration. Was it okay? Yeah, that's what Reagan had to deal with when yeah. he came into office, and it was a lot of what cost Carter the sure election. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean, how can, how can you expect people to go about their lives now? I mean, right now we're in a time of year where people think about vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, those are out. You know, how why? Because fuel prices are are ridiculous. You're not going to be able to keep up with the fuel prices to go anywhere to do anything. So there's a lot of stay at home. Mm-hmm. You know, and that doesn't help the economy either because the Americans are not out spending money. That's right. And even if they could spend money, well, our supply lines are crap. Mm-hmm. You're not getting you know distri- distribution as as well as 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 we should, as we have been known to in in the days of prosperity in America. But those days are over. That's right. Well, so okay, so yesterday, as you know, I uh-huh. had a chance to go to D.C. Uh-huh. and hang out with our congressman, Congressman Ben Klein. He's a good dude. A good dude. Very good dude. Yeah, we like Ben. And uh, and Ben, fantastic dude. Um, you know, gave us a tour of the Capitol Dome, mm-hmm. which is my, which blew my mind. Yeah, awesome, awesome opportunity. I'm so jealous. Next time, I'm gonna drag you along. Well, I mean, I've done the, uh, the his predecessor, Bob Goodlatte. Yeah, um, offered me a tour, but I didn't get to go up in the dome. Well, you know, when you get to become my stature as uh, Duke of Waynesboro. <laughs> You get opportunities like that. One can wish. One can only hope. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm not Duke of Waynesboro, but maybe I am. Did you go down to the old Supreme Court Justice Chambers? Uh, I, I, I we, we walked by it. <coughs> Excuse me. But you didn't go like, go into where the chairs and stuff were? So for the for, for SCOTUS? Yeah. No, no. The whole place is fenced off. Oh, I'm talking about the old that's in the Capitol Oh, Dome. no, no, no. We, we, didn't, oh, we didn't get down so, there. Okay. Yeah, no. Basically, this tour was just the Capitol Dome. Okay. But we got a chance to walk through a lot of the, the mm-hmm. Capitol building, and so um, didn't get to go in any of the chambers. Gotcha. Um, that, hopefully, that's the next time I go down there. Gotcha. Yeah, but, that's, that's incredible. But it was, it was a fantastic opportunity. But I, I was thinking, okay, what is this, this trip going to cost me? I mean, the tour uh-huh. was free, which was great, but you have all your ancillary costs that add up, such as gas. That's okay? a big one. 
my numbers I crunched is I spent somewhere around between seventy and eighty dollars in gas round trip in my truck. Okay, DC I had is only three hours up the road. Yeah, yeah. I had to, I had to buy a thirteen dollar um, train ticket, metro ticket, which I think mm. was actually thirteen dollars plus like a two dollar service fee. Yep, which is basically just free money to them. Sure. Okay, I had to get lunch while I was there. Yep. Okay. So all total on that trip, I spent over a hundred dollars. Okay. Just to tour the rotunda. Yeah. Again, great, great opportunity. I don't regret it. I loved it. It was awesome. I would yeah. do it all over again, but the cost is so immense. This same trip. Two years ago. Two years ago. Half the price. Sure. Easy. Sure. Not anymore. Well, I mean, it's between inflation. <sighs> don't get me started on, on, on. The 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 what's the University of California uh, political? Well, no, what was a law professor? Law professor. Oh yeah, I was about to lose my mind. It is late tonight. It is yeah. The law professor who believed men can have babies. um, The video that has recently come out of watching the police officers walk through the hallways of Uvalde. Um, There's just so many things right now that make me go, "What the hell are people thinking?" Yeah. yeah we're, we're speaking of the, of Uvalde, if we can get on that subject for a second. Sure. So I was watching the news with my daughter earlier and, uh, you know, they, they, they showed the video of the, of the cops in the hallway and, um, insane. And, and Bella's laying there and, and she's asking me, you know, you know, basically why, why didn't the cops go in there and save the kids? Yeah. And, you know, I told her, I said, you know, well, you, you've got, You've got cops that uh, that that arrived on scene and are being are being told by their higher ups to stand down. That is unacceptable when you have children in the room calling on their cell phones yeah. and Pitiful. saying, "Yeah, they need help now." Yeah, that's what I said on the Wednesday show. I was like, uh, "Those officers," um, and I know lots of police and and lots of 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 very brave, well intentioned. Uh, people who put on that badge every day and go to work um, who are just as appalled by this as I am, you know, but those people who stood inside there and listened to that gunfire and listened to those kids being killed, that little girl who called four times Mm -hmm. begging for help that never came, they should have to listen to that as they go to sleep every night. Yeah. I mean, you had cops in the hallway that had ballistic shields body armor you had more firepower and shields in that corridor yeah now i can understand if you were if you were the only cop you were the first one on the scene you had let's say you were off duty driving by and you were trying to call in for backup but still your job as law enforcement is to save lives call for backup as you go in that door exactly i I told my daughter she was laying there and i was thinking you know if this had been my daughter at her school you know, my first thing is when I get to my house, I'm getting all my body. I, I still have my body armor. <laughs> you know, my body armor. I'm loading up my guns and my ammo. I'm calling you and your buddies at the store. I'm like, hey, guys, we have a, we have, we have a situation. We got a problem. And I know you. You'd be the first to jump in your vehicle with your buddies. Well, and we're going to go and we're going to get my daughter out. I never, and everybody else. I never um, uh, approve or uh, 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 try to instigate uh, um, stepping over that boundary of of what law enforcement have to do, mm-hmm. because the majority of law enforcement, man, they do it for the right reasons. Yes, they're in that because they have a inner drive to 
to, to fulfill that position in our society. But if I pulled up and it's 30 minutes later and the cops are standing outside looking at their watch and drinking coffee, I'm going to be just like, well, you know, I say it in the gun classes, you never know till you're in that position. But I would like to think that I would be just like that, that Border Patrol tactical agent who defied those orders, jumped the fence and went in anyway and dropped that dude where he stood. Well, that's what I told my wife. You know, again, I've never been in that situation before, but I like to think I'd be the, the parent that said, you'd literally have to detain me on the ground with every cop. I want to find a way in that building. Well, they had that one lady, uh, was, I, can, I never can remember her name, Angelina, Angelia, I think Gomez was her name. And she had two children in two different classrooms, two different grades, and she showed up and they tried to detain her. Mm-hmm. And she was friends with a local cop who saw it. He took the cuffs off. She jumped the fence and went in the school, went to two different classrooms, found her children, and brought them out. A civilian pissed off grizzly bear mama went in there and got her cubs. Mm-hmm. While the cops stood outside scratching their asses. Yeah, or, or, or washing their hands with hand sanitizer, as the yeah. video showed. Oh, that. Oh, God. Take the time to stop and get your little germy squirt. Oh, my Because you don't want to get your hands dirty with what's going on. Because you don't want to get COVID. Yeah, well, sorry. That's not the way it works. I hope. I hope uh, all the truth comes out. And if I'm wrong, I sincerely apologize to each and every one of those police officers. But I don't see how I am 100% wrong with all the video and uh, all the testimony that's been out there so far. You know, I talked about it this week um, about the January 6th hearing and what just a farce joke that is. Um, the From the, what was the girl's name who was telling information secondhand and Liz yeah. Cheney praised her like she was the second coming of Mother Teresa. You know, to to the guy who was a plant inside the Oath Keepers who came out, you know, uh, who came and testified today in his jean jacket with buttons all over it in front of I don't care if it is a farce. You're still in front of a congressional committee. Dress like you're an adult. You know, yep. this joke of a human being came in there and and just threw out a bunch of, well, my opinion, well, I think, well, I believe— there were no facts. There were no cold, hard, recordable, identifiable, provable uh, uh, facts. It was all his opinion. And, boy, they just slobbered all over him because he was the greatest witness we've had in forever. Everything they've done has been a farce, has been a joke, and it's been a waste of mine, yours, and everybody listening's taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. This is what our money has gone for. Instead of going through with this, and the only thing they're trying to do is trying to find a way to guarantee that Donald Trump cannot run for president in 2024. They're trying to to, to solidify their bet. That's all they're doing. Instead of taking that money that they have wasted on this January 6th circus and put it towards an investigation and find out what really happened at Uvalde, if I'm wrong, I apologize. But from what I see, there are people who should be held accountable. And that doesn't mean just losing your job. You was derelict in duty to the point of, of, you know, back in the old days in the Army, if you were that derelict in your duty, they stood you up against the wall and shot you. You know, so there needs to be some questions answered because if you hurt older folks or if you hurt kids, there's a special place in hell for you. 
Agreed. Period. I mean, it, it's almost as if those kids might have been better served to have not had anyone show up to let the parents deal with it. Yeah, uh, well, obviously I the mean, Gomez the way, lady ran in and got her kids. You know, I, I, as I, you know, I, I'm the same way with you. I think with I have utmost respect for law enforcement, but what happened there was just a complete tragedy. It was a, it was, it 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 could have been avoided so easily. Oh, easily. I mean, you could have literally gotten, you could have put together any group of guys with guns in Texas, and they could have gotten those kids out in yeah. record time. Yeah. You know, and and and. But yeah, but we're 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 busy spending money on things that don't matter. Yep. Things that we there's no proof on. Think you know the Democrats are all about this January sixth thing because it's all about um you know a uh, a, a public uh, trying things in the court of public opinion. That's all it is. You know they they have no facts. Nope. Okay, they have no evidence of anything. None. The whole idea is like you said, make it so Trump Trump can't run again. Yeah. Okay, but to turn public opinion against the Republican party. Well, they, they're doing, they're pulling every trick out of the playbook that they have because they understand what, um, what they're facing in the midterms this year. Yeah. They're facing a huge red wave and yeah. this is really the only thing they have going for them. Yeah. And, and the only people that you're, you're ginning up, the only people that you're getting excited about it are those far left lunatics. Uh, uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, and honestly, there's a lot of those who don't vote. Yeah. There's that. You know, most people aren't even watching the, the, the whole proceedings. No. And, you know, if, if, I, if I were the Democrats, which thank God I'm not, but if I were them, you know, you've done this January 6th hearing now. You've done what? Five, six, seven different showings of it? Yeah. Okay. We People have lost interest in it. We, well, not that pe- they really had interest to begin with unless you're right. part of that far left lunacy. Well, that's just it. When January 6th, January 7th rolled around, most of us were done with it. Yeah. So you guys have continued on this narrative that nobody really hunt. cares about. It's a, it's a it's a witch hunt. Period. It is. You know, uh, and the people that it appealed to are the same people on the Wednesday show. We have a friend named Adam. Yes, we do. Hey, Adam, what's up, man? Um, hey, Adam. Yeah, we have a friend named Adam who made a comment towards these mass shooters as these people need to be hung in the court square. Something similar to that. Yes. And I agree with him 125%. Same here. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. You want to put an end to it? You know, start doing public executions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if this is, if it's within a shadow of a doubt, there are witnesses, you admit to it, whatever, that you are the person who walked into a grocery store and gunned down seven people. You're the guy who went into a, an, ele- an elementary school, for God's sake, and killed kids. You went into a church in South Carolina and admitted to the fact that you killed older folks because of the color of their skin. If you go into a synagogue in Pittsburgh and kill them because they're Jewish, and you admit to it, well, take them out and make an example out of them. So he, Adam made the comment of hanging these mass murderers in the public square to send that message. Well, we've got some trolls on the show mm-hmm. who did everything they could. They reported him to Facebook, got him kicked off Facebook for a couple of days. But don't worry. We're on YouTube too. So he just switched over to YouTube and came in and tell us what happened. That was brilliant. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, what happens is it didn't end there. They actually called the local sheriff's department mm-hmm. and said that he was online making uh, uh, verbal threats, threats of violence, threats of violence. Yeah. So what happened on the next day, not only after the show was over and all the, everything that they did through Facebook, all of a sudden now you've got a sheriff's deputy showing up at this man's house and questioning him about his threats of violence. 
when in reality the cop probably agreed with him. Sure. But he had to follow up on that investigation. This is the limits they go to, but it takes those left-wing loonies mm-hmm. that are the only ones who are buying into this January 6th. You're not winning independence no. by doing this. Independents are not buying this at all. Mm-hmm. You're treating the independents um, as, as, as ignorant. You know, the independent voter who is the biggest uh, demographic of single demographic of voters in every major and minor election, independents make up more than either, par- either major party. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, so those folks right there, they see exactly what's going, what, what you're doing. So, you know what? What do Glenn Beck say? Your arrogance will be your downfall. And that's exactly so. If you wanted the, you're wasting our money, which I hate and which I am uh, extremely angry about because we know what you're doing. And you know what? It's not the conservatives that know it; it's the independents that know it. And your arrogance will be your downfall. Sure. I, I think what needs to happen is, you know, when these lunatic liberals make assertions and allegations that are false, they should be charged. They should be charged. Absolutely. You know, th- you, number one, you are wasting precious resources. You know, look yeah. at our law enforcement community. Look right here in Waynesboro. We're what, fift- we're what 15 officers short? Uh, somewhere what in we the need? yes. Okay, I can't imagine what Augusta County Sheriff's Office is short. My point is that you you you, you basically alleged something that was incorrect and false, and you knew it was false. Yeah. You, a deputy had to go to someone's house to investigate something that was false. Ties up public resources. Right. What if there was a person with a heart attack who needed a cop? Sure. Guess what? That cop now's yeah. other side of the county can't get over there. Yeah. All investigating something because you wanted to dock someone or you yeah. wanted to, was it SWAT someone? Yeah, SWAT. You know? Yeah, and, and the only thing they're worried about is their own their own self, the selfishness of it all. Correct. You know, this is part of that mental disorder because it's all about them. But there should be a consequence. Sure. I mean, it's one thing if you truly said, hey, look, I've got proof. This is what happened. I've got video evidence, whatever. Okay, fine. But even then, there should be some sort of consequence. It's like going to, like doing, a, if I were to sue you, Jim, yeah. for something and yeah. I lose, yeah. maybe I'm the one that needs to pay all your court fees. Maybe you should. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get you. Because otherwise, what's to stop me from, oh, oh maybe I'll sue that person over there? You know, look at like Elon Musk. Yep. Okay, he's getting sued by Twitter. Now, yep. Elon may have created his own problems here, but the point of the matter is you, now you've got two heavyweights going head-to-head, right? They are Someone, Someone's going to win, someone's going to lose. Who's going to pay the court fee? I mean, Elon Musk, him retaining a lawyer is going to cost him millions. Sure. Millions. Twitter, millions of dollars. Yeah. Who's going to pay all that stuff? Um, yeah. You know, if, if I were to get sued by somebody, you know, I have to go get a lawyer. I can't afford a lawyer. Well, I can, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Most people... It's well, it, it's gonna it's gonna hurt us horribly, and even if we win, yeah, I still gotta pay my lawyer. Yeah, you're looking at three hundred plus an hour. Yeah, for a good for a good attorney who's got that kind of money just yeah. laying around just in case of a lawsuit happens. Yeah, and a lot of those happens on that on that premise, the fact that they know you can't afford it. That's right. You know, so I I know that um, once upon a time as a younger man, I was in a in a car wreck. And the insurance company sued on my behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that was so confusing to me. It was in another state. Um, they sued on my behalf. Um, it wasn't, the wreck was not our fault. Um, we were just driving down the road, minding our own business, you know, and a lady crossed traffic and hit us. 
And the insurance company sued. We each got a small settlement, but you know who got the biggest chunk of the money? The lawyers. The lawyers did. Oh, yeah. Why is the insurance company hiring lawyers to sue on my behalf? So the insurance company doesn't have to pay money, and their lawyers who are contracted by them do make money. Yeah. Well, here's your little bit of penance afterwards. You know, thank you for letting us use you as Muppets. You know? Well, so, anytime you get a lawyer involved, they're going to make more money than the, than the defendant's going to sure. get. Sure. Right? Most, most or ambulance, or whatever. Yeah. most ambulance chasing lawyers will take a third. At least, yeah. If you're an ambulance chaser, your medical bills are paid, whatever's left over, you're, it's in thirds, you know, and that's the way it goes. So the attorney, just for filing the motions and the briefs, all of a sudden they make as much money as you did for having a, I don't know, uh, an elevator fall on you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't understand any of that and how it works, but it's gotten out of hand. It has. Most definitely. There, there are, and I, I've got some friends who are lawyers, and, and I'm not going to mention their names on our podcast, but uh, yeah, they're 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 very good people. Uh, one of them is is a woman I'm very close to who helped me get my start politically. Yeah, and you know I think is a very ethical person. She is. I know um, who you're talking about. You know, um, but I think there's, you know, her and a few others are probably the exception. There's some than good the rule. ones out there. There are some good ones, yes. There, yeah, there's some good ones but out there. I think a lot of them are out there strictly for the money. They're not sure. in it really for you to really to win. It's they're trying to make yeah. their money. Yeah. They gotta bring home that five hundred thousand dollar salary of theirs. <laughs> you know, yeah. and pay for that boat they just bought out there well, to put in the harbor. Um so just like we talked about the liberals who make these false claims who should be held accountable, then you know, in in that case where was I injured? Yeah, I was injured. Was I asking for anything? No, not really, because just life happens. Mm-hmm. You know, what happens to the lawyers? They're, they're always scot-free. Yeah. You know, but uh, to go back and not get off on, on attorneys, because there are a lot of good ones out there. Sure. Uh, some not so good. Um, but they, um, uh, why... And that's something we need to look at. You know, I think that we need to do a Wednesday show and talk about some of that because they definitely should be held accountable for mm-hmm. the waste. They should at least have to pay back the sure. time mm-hmm. that was wasted to the taxpayer, what it costs to uh, um, uh, pay and and equip um, and transport that officer to follow through on that false claim. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that needs to happen because otherwise this stuff's going to continue. I mean, if you can, if you can SWAT somebody, right. By calling the police on them or, or calling yeah. SWAT on them or whatever that they do to celebrities. I mean, you know, if there's no, if there is no consequence, it will never end. Well, and that's it. They, they think, and we've talked about this all night long, indirectly, indirectly, they think they have no uh, responsibility whatsoever to anything other than their socialist communist agenda. Right. Well, it's their arrogancy, as you as you yep. as you said it twice already tonight. It's yep. their arrogancy as on full display. They just do not care. No, not in the least. And and it's time that uh, the adults in the room put the children to bed. Yeah, and start doing adult things and running our business like adults. But we have to have adults to do it. That's and right. And so many people that are are in the positions of power that should be adults aren't. Yeah. You know, there, there's a few like our, our good dude, Ben Klein, you know, good dude. There, there's a handful, you know, Mike Lee from Utah, yeah. you know, another good dude, adults in the room who are trying to do the right thing. Other ones are out there for themselves, yeah. for themselves. Yep. They don't care about reforming the system because they're in the system. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like asking, 
a lawyer, well, you know, let, let's let's do tort reform. Why would they want to do tort reform? Well, I mean, look uh, look at what's going on right now. You know, Roe v. Wade was overturned. Well, the sure. liberals have lost their ever-loving mind. Yeah. Now, what did our, our, our Roe v. Wade do? No, it didn't say you couldn't get an abortion. It just said it's up to the states to decide. Yeah. It's up to you to get out and vote and make your choice. So what did the federal government start doing? Well, now they've, they're allowing ICE to facilitate abortions for illegals coming across the border. Um, they're actually uh, trying to circumvent some some of these leaders, and I use that term very loosely, are trying to find ways to put abortion clinics on federal land. Yep. So therefore, it is exempt from state laws in order to circumvent what the Supreme Court, what the will of the people had to say. So this is nothing but a temper tantrum held by children. And the longer we allow these children, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, a, in a fast food place today. Uh-huh. All right. I'm uh, spent all day on the range shooting stuff and blowing stuff up. Pew, pew. That's it. Teaching, teaching good old red-blooded Americans how to be safe with a firearm. So I spent all day out there. I was there from early morning, didn't really have much breakfast, through lunch into the afternoon. So I uh, I run into a little fast food burger place and got me a little small double cheeseburger to hold me over until I got home for dinner. Mm-hmm. And I'm in there. And over next to the to the drink machine, it's got one of those multi-drink machines, you know, it's a guy standing there with his young son and young daughter. And she is throwing an absolute screaming hissy fit over the fact that dad won't let her hold that big cup full of ice and try to fill it herself. She can't even reach the counter. She is throwing a fit. And dad is doing everything to um, placate to this little girl. Mm -hmm. Instead of giving some of that good old-fashioned parental justice that taught kids not to act like that in public. Right. Well, some of these people need some of that good old parental justice. You know, hey, my old man wore a belt. <laughs> he didn't need one to hold his pants up. He just needed a weapon close by. And I deserved it. As an adult, I look back now, and I deserve probably every one I ever got. So, you know, the spoiled children need to be put to bed so the adults can do adult business. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and, and I'm the same way with you. My dad wore a belt and that was the, you know, I, every spanking I got, I did deserve. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, was he beating me? No. No. He, he was, he was punishing me. He was chastising me for why I did that was wrong. Oh, and, and, and as an adult, I look back and go, yeah. that's why I think I'm in line today. Yeah. You know. Well, you know what? It's, it's funny. You look back as a grown up and, and whether you had to walk down that trail and cut that switch yourself <laughs> Or your dad jerked that belt off, you know. You always got one comment, and most people did. Got that one comment um, that uh, you never understood till you, till you became a parent, when the dad or the mom says, "This hurts me more than it does you." Yeah. You don't really realize that until you become a parent. So, parents, you can't let that feeling uh, supersede the need to discipline that child and to put order back into place. Supersede the need. Supersede the need the for need. speed. And what in the world? <laughs> it is way late, late night. So, well, but, 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 but to, to your point, you know, I told my, my kids the other day, I was talking to my son. We had a little heart to heart chat on, yeah. in, the, in the truck. We we're going somewhere about something. I forget what it was, but, um, I said, son, you know, the reason I punish you is not because I want to, I, no. I, I hate, 
I hate taking your phone from you. I hate taking things away from you. I like seeing the smile on your face. Yeah. I love making you happy. But understand, son, I am your dad first. I am not your friend. There you go. My job is to raise you so that when you go out into the working world, okay, you are prepared. That's my job is to prepare you. Not to yeah. be your friend. I will be your friend, but I'm going to be your dad first. Yeah. You know, and, and it, again, it hurts me to chastise you, but you know what? It's better that I do it as your parent than when you get out in the working world, do something stupid and your boss fires you. Well, you our, end up in jail. Our country is hurting as the parent of all of its children because the spoiled little brats are getting their way. Yep. And that has to stop. We've talked about a lot of things that, uh, over the last hour and almost 15 minutes that has said, you know, we, and we've said inter- intermittently throughout all of it is, I don't have time to do that. I've got to work. I've got kids. I've got to do this. Well, the more excuses you make, the more of a brat the children around you will become. You have to step up. It's time for everybody to step up and do their part. It's as simple as uh, my airborne brother, Jason, that I've never met face-to-face on the Wednesday show, who tuned in at the recommendation of our friend Reese over in Richmond. And she said, you need to listen to this guy. I've known him for a long time. He speaks the truth, and he'll always tell you the truth, and whether you like it or not. And he tuned in, and within the first couple of weeks, he's like, Where do, what, what do I do next? Where do I go? Go find your local committee. Be a part of what goes on. Mm-hmm. And don't just sit back and wait for somebody else to do it. If not, you're going to end up with those spoiled little brats in your neighborhood, too, who are calling cops on your neighbors because you said words that they didn't like. Like breakfast taco? Like breakfast taco. Taco, taco. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we go into the Jill Biden and Joe Biden gaffes this week, and before you make me hungry for breakfast tacos in the morning. I'm hungry already. <laughs> I think we have come to the end of this podcast episode. What yes. do you think? Yeah, absolutely. It is a late night in the studio. It is uh, now officially, oh, I can't even see the clock over there. What time is it? Um, it's uh, 2.20 in the morning. 2.20 a.m. That's what we do to help shut up those whiny little brats. Yeah. So if we can do it, you can do it. There you go. We just want somebody to feel sorry for us. And Misery Loves Company, so <laughs> join us. <laughs> Thank you all, everybody, for tuning into this week's Liberty Room with Jim and Di- Dwight. And I can't even say it. It's so late. Oh, that's Dwight. Dwight. Thank you. The Liberty Room. I got to go back to the soft sounds as we started. Well, Thank you all for tuning in to the Liberty Room. With Jim and Dwight. The sounds that took your ear. <laughs> we hope you tune in with us every week. Don't forget the way you spread the word is go to thelibertyroom.com. That takes you to all your podcast providers. All their your favorites are always there, including the top ones like, what is it? Amazon. No, Amazon. Amazon. Oh, it is Dude. late. <laughs> Let Woo! me help you out there. Help me. I see I pointed uh, to you and you, oh, missed the, you missed the cue. Uh, Apple. Apple Podcast, Google, Google Podcast, Spotify, Spotify, where I listen to mine at. I do too. Yeah, and don't forget our newest partner and and and, and one of the biggest iHeart, iHeart Radio. Yeah, yeah. we Absolutely. also have Overcast, Castbox. Yeah, Anchor, Anchor. All yeah. of our friends and partners in the podcast world. So make sure that uh, you can link to all those from the Liberty Room. Uh, .com website. Also, don't forget Wednesdays with Jim, the conversation show where you can be part of the conversation. 
If you like us, if you hate us, don't worry. Come in, get in the conversation. The water's fine. It's warm. (laughs) And inviting. So check us out every Wednesday night live, (laughs) 8 o'clock, five different platforms simulcast at the same time. Another big word for you. That is that is a big word. All right. Don't forget it's on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Telegram. So it's available everywhere to everybody. Wednesdays with Jim, 8 o'clock on Wednesday where you can see me. Fridays at noon where the podcast debuts every week where you can hear me and my friend Dwight. Thank you all for letting us uh, come into your home, your car, your head, or however you listen to your podcast. Don't forget next Friday at noon. There'll be another one, hopefully not at 2.20 in the morning. Oh, no, not again. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody have a blessed week.